So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, my goodness, here we are. We're in week two of our new rebranded podcast. I want to thank all of you who have left comments, uh, reviews, and you know all the like. It's just meant the world to me. Uh, I've got tons of comments about the new cover, about the new name. Uh, some of you mentioned the new intro music. Uh, I think that makes the podcast a bit more palpable, so I'm glad to hear that. Um, this has been fun, you know, and I got forced into the rebrand. I talked about that last week's episode in 141 when we kind of launched this newly branded podcast. And um, I'm so glad I did because it's really allowed me to just double down on why we're doing what we're doing. And, you know, I, I made a post on Instagram about uh, the new podcast and um, I could just tell, like, even some of the comments and some of the messages I got, I could really tell that the podcast, um, the new messaging and the new cover, it, it's all speaking to people, I think, just a little bit more deeply than the new man did. So that's really cool. Um, thank you for those of you who have left comments. And if you haven't, no big deal. But one thing you can do that really helps us is you could leave a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, whatever your platform is. That would mean the world to me. And that is really the way that we get the word out um, about this podcast. And so we don't we don't do a lot of advertising. Um, you know, I interview on lots of other people's podcasts. So that gives uh, those listeners a chance to come check us out. But really, I do rely on you guys spreading the word and leaving ratings and reviews as well. So big thanks to those of you. I know a bunch of you have already done that. And um, and I want to just thank you for uh, for doing so. And if you haven't, um, and maybe you come across some content that's of value to you, or that you know will be of value to somebody in your life, please share it with them. It just means the world to me. Um, okay, today's episode. Today we're talking about what if someone thinks porn is okay. You know, this is a really interesting one because... I think if, if you're a, a Christian listener and you're in the Christian community or maybe if you're not a Christian listener, I know not all of you guys are believers. Um, some of you maybe are uh, of Islamic faith. Maybe some of you are agnostic. You know, th- this is a really interesting question because I think generally if you're listening to this podcast, you know that porn is wrong. You don't have an interest in entertaining porn in your life. You want it out and you want it gone. But we do have to understand that we are the minority, um, and we're a minority statistically speaking. Um, you know, people's actions are speaking much louder than their words, with porn viewership rates at all-time highs these days, um, especially in sort of the post-pandemic era, after people have just built these habits of being on their devices for extended periods of time on a regular basis. But, you know, beyond that, I mean... A majority of the world is in this hypersexualized culture where things like porn and whatever else are normal. And, you know, it's funny because even in Christian couples and communities, if you start poking around, you find out that actually there's a lot of Christian couples that watch porn to, you know, spice things up and add a little pizzazz in the bedroom and whatever else. And um, it's awful. You know, it, it's it's honestly awful. And I, I'm saying that in 
my fully biased opinion. It's terrible. It's, it's wrecking marriages. And usually what happens is uh, porn in a marriage is like really exciting at first. And then it just gradually eats away at the connection over time. Excuse me. And before you know it, um, you have a marriage that is in all kinds of discord and they can't quite put their finger on it, you know, and they say, yeah, we start to grow apart somewhere around here. Um, but lo and behold, if you start poking and prodding around, oftentimes when porn was introduced is usually linked with the origin of the marriage's deterioration. So all this to say is, um, you know, I'm kind of flabbergasted that people think porn's okay, but it's a reality. And I, I wanted to equip you guys with just some some important um, perspectives, paradigms, and principles to abide by when you have these conversations. Because I'm going to guess that, you know, in your family, in your friend circle, maybe even in your church community, um, you know, certainly if you play sports uh, at your workplace, you are going to be encountering people who don't think porn is much of a problem. So before I talk about, you know, how to handle a conversation, how to maybe even broach the subject to begin with. It's really important to understand that, you know, people are coming from a certain place for a specific set of reasons. Um, Nobody's generally, people are not trying to be adversarial. They're not trying to be difficult. Um, people are not malicious. The people are not perverted. Um, generally speaking, people, you know, they grew up learning things a, a, a certain way about sexuality, about what's right and wrong, um, about eth- ethical well-being, uh, all these kinds of things. They're, they're learned and they're learned through family, they're learned through society, they're learned through education, and they're learned through our social systems. And so sometimes people just don't know any better. And I think this often drives people to just start throwing facts and stats when these conversations come up, it's like, you don't think porn's a problem? Well, did you know that, you know, blah, 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 like so-and-so, um, you know, lost their marriage over this? Did you know that X number of people are watching every single day? Did you know that, you know, erectile dysfunction is at an all-time high in men under the age of 40 and that the, the increase can be marked back to the origination of the smartphone and, and porn in, uh, viewership? And, you know, like, it's so easy to just... Ah, like just go right in and start throwing all these stats and everything at people. But it really is ineffective. So we have to kind of scale this thing back first before we actually get even to the point of maybe sharing some statistics and some salient points around porn consumption and its impact on people. What we actually want to start with is what is our goal? So uh, let's say you know you're talking with somebody and they kind of bring up porn and and maybe you know nobody actually brings up porn right but people talk around the subject of porn to see like are you going to do this dance with me or am I alone and if they find out that you're not doing that dance with them usually you know the subject kind of changes or if they find that you're going to do the dance then maybe they'll start getting into more details and they'll start attacking the subject more directly and of course as you have more of these conversations with the same person then you can have more, you know, open and honest dialogue and you start to find out where people really stand. And, you know, I, I get this all the time. I, I would say most of my friends are in the same camp as me. Like they, they don't endorse pornography. They, they don't think it's okay. 
But then I'm in all kinds of environments where I'm meeting people, especially now I'm living in a new country and, you know, I'm meeting my wife's friends and her family members and, you know, all kinds of people. And they want to know what I do for work. That comes up at some point. So as soon as I tell people what I do, um, you know, it it sort of turns heads a little bit. Uh, we were at a resort this weekend because, you know, we live in Jamaica and all-inclusive resorts are just easily accessible right now. And so we, we spent a couple nights there and, you know, you meet all kinds of cool people and it's just, it's so interesting. I, I usually even tell people like, oh, I'm, addic- I'm an addictions coach and I've, I've kind of been entrepreneurial about it. I've built a program, I've built some courses, I do coaching, speaking, I have a book coming out, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and they're like, okay, cool, you know, and sometimes, sometimes the conversation, it just goes that far. And then other times people are like, so, you know, if you don't mind me asking, like, what kind of addictions do you do? Like, is it drugs and alcohol? And I'm like, oh, no, actually, it's, um, you know, it's, it's uh, porn addiction. Like, I help, I help men with porn addiction. And again, the, the reaction says everything. You can tell if people think it's okay, if they don't think it's okay. You can tell if they're, they kind of want to hide the fact that they think it's okay or... Um, you know, if they want to get into a conversation about, well, why, why would you do that? What's the problem with porn? Da, 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 you know, um, it's super, super interesting. So all this to say is, you know, these, these things happen. Um, but what you want to do, because of course, if somebody doesn't think porn is a problem and, and they're willing to vocalize that, they're going to lead with the stats and the facts and everything else. They're going to try to reason on that level. Like, well, what if this and that? You know, they try to offer these scenarios that would make it justifiable. So before you go there, what you want to really think about is what is the goal of this conversation? Very, very important question to ask in this day and age. Because look, whether we're talking about porn or we're talking about politics or we're talking about critical race theory or we're talking about whatever else, it's very important you have an objective going into the conversation. And most people don't. So when you there isn't a clearly defined objective, an inferior objective will eventually present itself. And usually it is, uh, you know, people just wanting to be heard, wanting to change the other person's mind, wanting to, you know, present to the world how knowledgeable and informed they are and everything else. And, and it, it, it comes through in the conversation. The conversation becomes very hostile. It can become very uh, tense. And ultimately, both people usually leave frustrated. They don't leave edified by any means. Usually they're discouraged. They're upset at the other person. And they go back thinking about all the different arguments they could have had instead. So this is the sign that you had a really dysfunctional conversation. So what is the objective? What is the goal here? Well, the goal of all good communication is always one simple thing. Understanding. That's the goal. The goal is to increase understanding. When you make this your goal, because you might be hearing that and you'll say, well, no, 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 Cynthia, I'm not just going to, I'm not going to be the pushover who just listens and just takes it all like a sieve and and I don't get a chance to speak my own mind. I don't get a chance to let them know the truth. Like I I know, I I know that's probably where some of your heads are going to go when you hear that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should be the pushover, be passive. I'm not saying don't share your story or express yourself. What I'm saying is make your primary goal to understand the other and then secondly to be understood. That's all. Now, if you get those in reverse order, then you're the clanging symbol. 
you're the person who is just speaking, but you're not actually making a difference. You're just talking for the sake of talking. So stop doing that. Go into these conversations to understand first and then be understood. The goal is understanding. Okay, that has to be our primary objective. So when someone thinks porn is okay, what you're trying to do is find out why. So if they start coming at you with stories and stats and facts, what you basically want to do is bypass that and just ask, oh, okay, no, that, I mean, I can see where you're coming from for sure. Let me ask you, like, how did you reach this conclusion? It, it, has this always been part of your life? Did you just get exposed to it young and like it right away? Tell me a little bit about how you got here. Um, that, that kind of question shows that you're legitimately interested in understanding the person. And what it does is it deposits equity into the conversation and ultimately the relationship. That is the place to start. We want to try to understand how did people arrive at this conclusion? Because like I said, people are not dumb. People are not malicious. People are not um, ignorant or blind. They, there's always a reason and it generally takes time to actually extrapolate those reasons from a person's heart. It's much easier and it's much safer in these conversations to lead with the stats and the facts because there's nothing personal about that. There, there's, there's nothing that can be, I don't know, argued. You, you, know, you can kind of argue stats and whatever else, but generally speaking, like it, it's not as personal, um, but it's also not as vulnerable. And, and the whole conversation around porn and everything else it is such a taboo and private subject that we, we want to create a place where vulnerability is possible. Not vulnerability in the sense that you're sharing your deep, dark secrets. That, that could be part of it. But just vulnerability in the sense that I'm willing to let you see me and to see my beliefs around this subject for what they really are without any inhibitions, without any obstruction. That is the goal. That, that's, that's what we want. And the best way you do that is by being a listener first. Now, the only way you can guarantee that you are a listener is if you ask questions, period. If you ask questions, that is the only thing that ensures you will be a listener first. You must ask questions. So when I've had conversations with people who maybe, maybe don't see what the big deal is around porn, I'm asking like, well, tell me a little bit about your experience with it. What, what, is, what value has it brought to your life? And that's when they'll start to explain. And, and for them, it's like the perfect runway for them to present their case. But usually, when their case is presented, you can then start to see there might be some things they haven't thought about. And that's when I will then introduce my next line of questioning, which is, okay, but what about this? Like, have you thought about the implications this might have for your marriage down the road? Have you thought about um, like or what, what do you think about how this could impact your psychological well-being long term? Um, are, are you content with this being part of your life until until you go to the grave? Have you ever do you imagine yourself getting rid of this at some point? What do you think that's going to look like? Um, or if not, then well, how come? Um, and then eventually, after you ask enough questions, they will ask you questions back. And this is your opportunity to share your story. It's your opportunity to present some stats, some facts, but always, always lead with your story. That's going to go so far to just giving people anecdotal evidence of the destructive elements of pornography. And again, given the context, given the relationship, how you share will vary. 
And so you might be sharing in great detail if it's somebody you're close with, somebody you have some relationship with, or you might be sharing at a more superficial level if it's somebody that you're still getting to know. Regardless, share. Tell them, let them know. And it doesn't have to be your story alone. You can share stories of your friends and a family and everything else. Um, that goes a really, really long way. I was at an event recently. Um, I've re- referenced this event already, I think, in this podcast. But at that event, we got on this conversation with a couple couple guys because you know they were fascinated by what I do. And they were saying, you know, so, okay, the, I get like when you know a single guy's addicted, you, you want to help him get free. But, you know, what about in a marriage like... Uh, my wife and I, we've had this major, you know, revolution in our marriage uh, just the last couple of weeks here. And so we've been, you know, introducing some new things and, and trying some new things, uh, both in the bedroom and outside of it. You know, some of it is is more um, about like our sexual intimacy and some of it is more just about our emotional connection and our family culture. Um, and, and he had said something to the effect of like, you know, um, we haven't actually engaged any pornography yet but we've certainly talked about it and there was actually a moment where um you know she brought it up and and was willing to kind of go there and i kind of said nah, i don't i don't think so you know i just said no it was kind of a gut thing and um and i i basically said honestly you saved your marriage well done and he was like what and i was like yeah um because most of the couples i work with and now you might not be able to say that yourself but you can say hey most of the couples this guy Sathya works with uh, when they try to introduce porn, it's great at first, and then they end up in divorce after. And it's funny because the guy beside him, who is his best friend, says, oh my gosh, you're right. I actually have some friends who just went through a divorce, and I can I can actually tell you when they started watching porn, because we had a conversation about it, together they were watching it, and I can tell you basically where their their marriage started to erode. And it was actually perfectly fine. And he even said that his, his one regret after they, they divorced was that he wished, he wished he didn't bring porn into their marriage. So suddenly, like, it's becoming very clear to this gentleman I'm speaking with that porn is a bad idea. He did the right thing by not engaging with it. And now the offer is off the table. He, he doesn't even want to entertain it anymore now that he knows how destructive it is. But this, this came after I listened, after I, I sought some understanding. And once I felt like comfortable or once he started asking me questions, then I was able to share my side of it and it made a massive impact. Why? Because I, I sought to understand and so he sought to understand me. So I, I want to encourage you. These are, you know, these are very basic principles for having any conversation that is around a controversial subject, something that has the potential to be polarizing. Um, Always go in with the objective to understand. That's number one. So that's the heart posture. That's before a word is spoken on either side. You go in to understand. Number two, you're a listener. And the way you listen best is by asking questions. Ask questions. You'll get better at it with time. And then number three, when you are given the chance to share, be vulnerable, be honest, share your story, obviously in an appropriate level of detail, but share anecdotally. Um, don't, don't be limited to your own story either. There's other stories you can share as well, um, but that is going to go a long way. And honestly, you could take these concepts, you could apply them to talking about politics, talking about, uh, like I said, critical race theory, talking about the vaccine, talking about COVID, you know, talking about whatever it is you want. 
Um, these objectives go a really, really long way. Make the goal to be understanding between the two of you. And when you do this, you may walk away still heated. You may walk away still just, you know, thinking things through a lot to mull over. You might even still wonder like, oh, maybe I should have said it this way. Maybe I, I could have done this a little bit better. The difference is your heart will be at rest and the relationship will also be at rest. That's the difference. And what it means is that the, the door is open for you to have more of these conversations in the future. And as a result, it means that you have a chance to influence and impact that person in the future as well. Now, they might be thinking the same thing. They might be thinking they'll get a chance to influence you, impact you. Honestly, that could be a really good thing. And, and I'm not saying that as in it would change your stance. I'm, I'm not hoping it would do that. But it, it's a good thing to have relationships where we can be impacted and influenced by other people. That is sort of the mark of healthy, functional relationships. So um, that is my, my major encouragement to you guys. Um, if somebody thinks porn is okay, lead with the goal to understand their side of it. Be a listener. And when you get the chance, share openly and share honestly. And with this goal in mind, it, it might mean that afterwards, you know, they're still not convinced. In fact, maybe they're more confident in their stance. It doesn't matter. The, the point is you reached understanding, you got to share your story, and you got to help them, at least give them something else to think about so that the next time they click, the next time they open that website, they're going to at least have your concepts rolling around in the back of their head. And that might be the door that leads to more conversations down the road where you eventually get to maybe uh, maybe kind of reinforce and solidify uh, your stance in their own mind. And, uh, and that can be really, really powerful. So, hey, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, I'm cheering you on. You know, I want to do everything I can to help you. If there is something I haven't covered, you can always email us at podcast at sithiasam.com. We love getting inquiries from you guys. It really helps us just provide valuable content. Uh, it helps us make sure that what we're doing here is useful for you. And ultimately, it helps us ensure that you are living a life of high integrity and equal amounts of confidence. Much love to you all. Have an amazing day. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon.
The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.